I want to talk about your music. Ah, give me the rundown. Is it you writing? Do you have ghost writers? Or is it <laughs> genuine? You know, is it? Are you buying songs? I want to know all the tea. Um. So, in the beginning, I would say my first two songs. My first song. Uh, okay, I'm gonna give you all the tea because yeah! why not? I've never actually talked about this. Welcome to the official TikTok For You podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Broski, and we're going to discuss everything TikTok with the creators who have turned the platform into a global community and cultural phenomenon. If it's in culture, it starts on TikTok. Hey guys, welcome back to the official TikTok For You podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Broski, and today I have the pleasure of sitting down with the internet's princess herself, Lauren Gray. We're going to talk about some personal details of her life, her upbringing, her come up online, her experience on TikTok, and she spills all the tea. Lauren was really vulnerable and honest in this episode, and I really appreciate that because, you know, talking with other creators, there's a lot of vagueness and a lot of, you know, euphemisms, and we really got down into the nitty gritty. And it's really nice to be able to see, you know, a, a creator that's as popular as Lauren Gray you know, admit that she struggles sometimes and it's not all rainbows and butterflies behind the camera lens. So this was a really, really special conversation and I hope it resonates with a lot of people. So join us. Miss Lauren Gray. How hey. are we, Miss Thing? I'm doing all right. It's been a year. <laughs> um, it's been a year. Long year. Yeah, well, man. um, we actually met when? Way back when? 2020, early 2020. Yeah. We the were doing ET an interview. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. How fun. You're so beautiful in person. You had that ah. uh, you had brown hair. I did, yeah. Sure. I was like transitioning out of my like brown hair phase. And then I'm like kind of back in it now-ish. Not really, like Work. not at all. But. Do you feel like a different person? Like an identity change? I do. I want to change, but I didn't want to go back to brunette like ever again because I destroyed my hair. So Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. I, I have a crisis once a week where I want to have like bright blue, pink, green hair. And I'm like, I have six pieces of hair that won't end well. Because like, yeah. if you bleach it for so long, it's dead. Yeah, my hair was because I'm naturally blonde, and then I went to probably like the darkest brunette I could have possibly gone. Yep. And then when I tried to go back to blonde in one sitting, um, <laughs> my hair inevitably broke off, and now I yeah. have like these front pieces that are just yeah, obsessed. Well, you look yeah. great. Thanks. Well, Lauren, let's start from the beginning. Tell us who you are, where you're from, how old you are, all the basics. Okay, I'm Lauren Gray. I'm 18. I'm from a really small town in Pennsylvania. I always say I'm from Philly, but I'm not actually from Philly. I live outside mm. the city, but mm -hmm. that's the only place people know. Sure. Um, and yeah, I I do it all, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you've been on the internet for so long. Do yeah. you feel like, what, do you remember when you started posting videos? I started posting videos when I I just turned 13. Wow. So it's been, I'm going to be 19 this year. So yeah, Is I started in 2015. Good 15. Lord. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be my sixth year. Good grief. So from that time, I mean, the internet has changed so much. Do you think, like, how do you think both your content and the platforms that you operate on, how have those changed at all? Oh my God, so drastically. I can't imagine for the people who have been on the internet for like 10 plus years, how much it's changed for them. But even just from the 
the beginning of my little career is it's been insane um I feel like everyone's way more woke now I feel like before I was in a bubble and social media was just like this cute little bubble that I could like woohoo have fun in and now it's like okay now everyone everyone has a platform and everyone everyone has an opinion and it's a little I actually think it's more difficult to navigate now than it was then a hundred percent yeah so but I'm glad that I I came up um before and I got to kind of experience that shift I think it's really yeah interesting imagine entering the space like right now like trying it's to be scary. It scary. really is. Well, it's interesting you touched on the like, you know, like in 2014, 2015, this sense of social responsibility that like creators have didn't exist. I mean, it right. was like 2015 was the days of like Tumblr and like yeah. One Direction was still together and like all this stuff. Yeah. It was very much a different time and it was so free, but it was still, I mean, a form of escape. Do you, do you find mm-hmm. that's kind of why you started posting videos or was it just fun to do. Yeah. So I actually, when I was, right before I started social media, I had gone through like some of the hardest things that I've ever gone through in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I started posting on social media and, um, I actually posted on Musical.ly as an, by accident. RIP. RIP Musical.ly. Um, but I posted by accident and I started gaining all these followers on my Instagram and I was like, where are these coming from? Mm -hmm. And then I realized that my video had been featured and it was really cool in the beginning and it still is. Um, but it was an escape because I had all these people that were watching my videos and that cared about what I had to say and just wanted to, you know, they didn't, they didn't know anything about me, but they just, they were nice to me. And I guess I didn't really have that. So, um, it was definitely an escape and I, especially so young. Yeah. So young getting that validation online, that'll like mess with your brain. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely does because I, I mean, I would live broadcast on you now constantly. I was oh always on God. there. And then uh, Musical.ly musically came out with like the lively feature. And I was I was always live streaming because I I think that was something that I was craving personally was just like sure. human interaction. Yeah. Um, and I was also online school doing online school at that time. So I was, you know, really lonely. I was, you know, I was, hey, the I, internet's I was a little weird there. too. I've always been a little, a little quirky and weird. And I feel like people online responded to that sure um so yeah it was it was definitely an outlet for me absolutely do you remember the first video you ever posted oh my god uh well the first video I ever posted my mom actually told me to to delete um I was I was in cheerleading and I would wear like those Nike sports bras all the time Mm -hmm. and my mom like saw my video she's like you should like delete that you're 13 and I was like you know what you're right um but my first video that still exists is me in my bathroom. My friend's getting ready in the background, and we're just singing. Uh, not actually singing, lip syncing, because that's just what it was. girlies having fun. Just girlies having fun. And then I started getting more creative, doing little, like, what I thought was comedy. And mm-hmm. it was cute. And looking back, it's really cringy, but it's cute. Oh, it's always true. I look back on stuff I did yesterday and I'm like, God, why did I do that? <laughs> Last night I went on this whole rant about um, how much I love Anthony Hopkins. Okay. 
And I, Interesting I think, take. I think he's like the most pure. He plays piano with his cats and he's just the most precious human being. And I went on this whole, like I was in tears. I was watching Anthony Hopkins movie and I posted about it. And I was like, I just want to give him a snack and like protect him. And then this morning I woke up and I was watching my story and I was like, oh, <laughs> Why am I, I okay? Because <laughs> like, because like my fans probably don't know who Anthony Hopkins is. And they probably just think I'm like reposting some like old man, not knowing how iconic he is and how amazing he is. Sure. And I just look like a weirdo, but... Yeah, that no, made that's me so great. As your duty, <laughs> as a oh my god, can we talk about this for a second? I feel this immense pressure to not only share what I like, which I'm sure you know you feel as well, obviously with Mr. Anthony Hopkins, but it's also <laughs> like you're you have such an opportunity to educate, but it's also like is that our responsibility to educate, or is it just the times that we're in, you know, where you should be right. spreading information? Do you have any thoughts on that of like the role of a creator? Yeah, I think it's really difficult to navigate because I do obviously feel a responsibility as a person with a platform. Um, But it's also difficult because I think people put such a pressure on creators and forget that we're also people who are trying to to learn as well Mm -hmm. and trying to uh, figure out what the best standpoint to take is and figure out where I fall and what when my voice is necessary and absolutely what I should be talking about because I mean I'm an 18 year old girl I'm I'm normal I I'm in college and I you know I'm trying to learn too and I feel like sometimes people have really high expectations there's no margin of error you know that we're afforded it's like you either get it right the first time or you're done and it's dangerous waters because it's either you say something and you get attacked or you don't say anything and you get attacked so it's it's really difficult to navigate and I feel like people um as as the audience as the people that are watching the creators um need to realize that we're a one-man show and we don't have um you know a big production team that can tell us what to say we have to figure it out for ourselves Mm -hmm. and sometimes we get things wrong and sometimes we're not quick enough and it's it's disappointing. And I'm of course disappointed in myself, but we're all just trying to Yeah, to learn. it's a learning, it's a learning growth curve. And it's also, I mean, when you, when you think about it, it's like, when did this come about? Like, when did I ever establish myself as a climate change activist? <laughs> you know, like it turns into that a little bit because it's it like does. when you have all of those eyes on you for whatever reason, you know, that this has happened and we're so fortunate It's like that sort of guilt of like, I'm not mobilizing my audience enough for the issues that I'm passionate about. Do you have like specific issues that, you know, you try to bring attention to at whatever opportunity you get? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, for me, I feel like um, sometimes I don't know um, if, like I was saying before, if it's my place to speak on something, Mm. especially if something isn't directly affecting me I feel like I haven't experienced it so it's hard for me to put myself in your shoes you know what Mm. I mean um so I try to speak on things that I am knowledgeable about until I can educate myself further in the in the things that I'm not so knowledgeable in um like I went through a lot I was you know unfortunately um a sexual assault victim by the age of 13. And that's something that I've had to deal with my whole life. Um, 
you know, it's it was really difficult. And that's something that I'm passionate about because mm -hmm. that's something that I went through. I it's can so common too. I yeah, it's so common and un it's unfortunate. Um obviously, but I know how that affected my life and how I sort of came out of that and how it made me stronger as a person. So and how can, that can help so many of your young right. followers who have gone through the same thing and feel all those heavy emotions. Right. Like and I can, such a I can personally them. speak to that because yeah. that's something that I went through and that's something that I'm passionate about. Um, sure. So there are things that I also, I just love kids. I do these mm. um, like Zoom hospital visits all the time because Obsessed. I just love talking to kids. I like can't wait to be a parent one day. I'm just, yeah. so, I'm like a very maternal person. Mm -hmm. I have a dog and a cat and I'm like, I, they're all I think about. So I mean. <laughs> they're your children. I also, I mean, I feel like not everything that you do has to be online. Like, I don't post about every hospital visit, like virtual hospital visit I'm doing or, mm -hmm. you know, I don't have to flex it all the time. Um, Absolutely. But there's definitely things that, you know, I'm involved in. And I always, whenever I do a brand deal, I try to tie um, a charity that I work with into it if I can. Um, so, Yeah. I, try, I do my best. I mean, that's the best you can do. And I think that's that the, all internet, you can do. the internet just needs to let up a little bit. I yeah. understand holding people accountable. Um, and I think it's necessary. And I think it's it's made a lot of positive change. But I also think there needs to be room for people to learn. If you don't let people yeah. breathe, they're never going to be able to learn. And then what happens is then they're just afraid to say anything at all. Yeah. And I feel like that's what what's happened a lot with me and a lot of other creators I know is you just get so scared to say anything because you don't know if what you're saying is the right thing and people don't give you a chance. Like you can say something and everyone's like, read the room. Yeah. No, literally. <laughs> and it's also, it's also like, I don't know. I have I have a lot of thoughts on this, but I want to talk more about you. But just kind of while we're on this topic, it is a sort of, you know, I always think at the end of the day when it's people like, you know, you and me, where we're just having fun online. At what point did it flip to <laughs> I am now a senator? I have to <laughs> act like a senator online. And there is that responsibility of like we have such a young impressionable audience. And they should be, you know, if it's not us speaking, then it's us amplifying voices. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I do comedy. You know, you make you make music and you do so many things. And it's like, at what point do you mix that in with with being an, a global activist? I don't know. Yes, it's, it's, it's really hard balance. because I didn't I didn't I didn't set out to be an activist, something I kind of fell no. into. And I, well, none of us either. Like, I never planned on being where I am. Today, did you ever anticipate being famous online? No, I didn't. <laughs> so I couldn't have anticipated this. And now we're all just trying to, that we're sort of fumbling through it and trying to find our way and trying to figure out what the right things to say are. And it's difficult. And I feel like sure. uh, it needs to be more about education and people learning and growing as, as, as a society and as a community rather than bringing people down when, because I know that people know, you know, I don't have bad intentions. I never mm. have. And I feel like if you know that someone has good intentions by trying to raise awareness or, or speak on something and they might have just slipped up a little bit and maybe not said it exactly how you would have, mm -hmm. um, don't crucify that person because 
they, they're a person. I'm a one man show. I'm a one woman show. It's just me and trying to learn what the hell is going on. And it's 3 million people versus one. And it's just like, I'm sorry. sorry. (laughs) It's, it's, it's difficult waters to navigate for sure. sure. Well, you've talked a lot about, you know, how what we post online isn't necessarily reflective of what we're going through, what we've been through, you know, what our, our lives are really like. And I wanted to know, you know, being so transparent with your audience, which you have a fantastic relationship with your audience, right? You've got yeah. some super diehard fans. <laughs> um, having that sort of close connection, do you ever, have you regretted anything you've ever put out there? I definitely have. Oversharing is such a tendency. Oh online. my God. I, it's really hard for me because like I said, I started um, social media. I, I just wanted friends. Yeah. And uh, I said that like such a, that was so uh I was like I just I just wanted friends but I did (laughs) (laughs) um I just I said that really weird anyway uh but yeah I just was looking for friends and I feel like I established that connection it was hard for me to differentiate between friends and fans and it still is sometimes because I just want to tell them everything and I'd be in group chats like so today I blah blah blah, and this made me and I'm like you gotta and, be then get, and then it and then it gets leaked and you're like ah oh, shit yeah <laughs> so you're like I did it, say that <laughs> I did say that um yeah it's just it's it's difficult for me because I want to have that that relationship but sometimes you you gotta you gotta draw the line and that's hard yeah. for me because I want everyone to know everything all the yeah. time because I don't want to feel like that person that you know um, treats their fans like fans. You yeah. know, um, those when you go on TikTok live and it's like, say my name, I'll give you $20. It's like, <laughs> what is this strange parasocial relationship? It's, and it's I don't the ever, weirdest. I don't ever want to like exploit my audience, especially mm. because of the way it, it all goes back to the way that I started out. And mm-hmm. for me, I wasn't even, <laughs> I, this is awful to say, but at the beginning, I wasn't even passionate about making videos i just wanted people to look at me and talk to me i was like the trauma speaking this is the trauma speaking girl but i was like if i post this maybe this person will join my life and maybe we can be it's still hard for me to make friends Mm -hmm. i every time i make a new friend i like run into my my boyfriend is in the studio right now he's always in there and i'll run in there and go I made a friend. And he's like, oh my God, who is it? And I like give him this background on this person. I actually made two friends this week who both ghosted me and haven't texted me back since. And it's all right. I forgive them. I'm not thinking about it. Don't worry about it. I'm not worried at all. I was thinking about it a lot though. (laughs) (laughs) I was. I was. But that's, that's very endearing of, you know, like you can, how about this? This is, ooh, emo. You can have the 40, 50, 60 million followers and still be so, you come home to an empty house sort of thing, you know? Yes, 100%. Lonely at the top sort of thing. I've always had that problem because it's almost like uh, you you can't get too close to like fans, which sucks, but you can't because then the lines get blurred and then next thing you know, your personal life is out but then when you try to make friends who you feel like can relate to you they don't want anything to do with you and I mean 
I, people say people don't understand how I don't have friends because, mm-hmm. but it's hard to make genuine connections. And you live in a bubble. Here. I mean, I do. the internet is a bubble. Like I, I feel that way a lot of like, you know, if I didn't have before all this internet stuff, I can't imagine for you because you've literally grown up online and I have, but I was always a consumer, you know, like I went mm-hmm. viral at, at 22. So right. I had kind of lived a somewhat normal life before all this happened. And so you have your outside connections and then you have your internet connections and, you know, how do you balance those? How do you maintain them now? Because being online is so different from going to to a nine to five. And so I can no longer relate to my, my, you know, hometown friends in that way. So it's difficult of like, you know, and especially during Corona, we're all inside. Coronavirus. Yeah, you can't go and and it's very. But I don't want this to come off as like, oh, look at us. <laughs> it's also we like, can't make friends. Look at me, oh. But I because, feel like that's something a lot of people are going through. A lot of people are lonely right now. Oh, it's, for sure. Internet or hard. not, it's and the people that aren't lonely are you know uh, spreading COVID like a wildfire. They're in Miami. That all the people who aren't lonely, they're all in Miami together. They're, all in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> they're on a party boat in Miami. Let's kind of transition into, because I want to talk about your music. Um, Ah. You, first of all, insanely talented, beautifully produced. Thanks. You translate those feelings into your music. Is that all? Give me the rundown. Is it you writing? Do you have ghost writers? Is it (laughs) genuine? You know, is it, are you buying songs? I want to know all the tea. Um, So in the beginning, I would say my first two songs my first song, uh, okay, I'm going to give you all the tea, because yes! why not? I've never actually talked about this. Um, okay, so my first song was, I was in a bad management situation. Mm. I actually cried on the night that my first single came out. I hated it so much. Are you kidding? It was, it was number one on global viral charts or whatever, and I was I hated it. I was like, this isn't me. This isn't the music that I listen to. It's a cute song, but it just wasn't me. Sure. And then I I had a serious conversation with everyone. I was like, listen, y'all, I get it. I'm 16 because at the time I was 16. Yeah. I was like, but my internet personality is way older than 16. Like I, the way Dang. that I look, the way that I dress, I'm five foot nine and me singing kids bop music is not, Yes. it's not going to work. So I tried to explain that to everyone. So then we did like a transition song into mm-hmm. the song that I actually wanted to release, which was Queen. And nobody, nobody liked that song. Everyone was like, this is too mature for her. This is this is too much, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I was up, like, trust me. Because a lot of times people in the music industry don't listen to, I'm 18. I am the consumer. I know what's cool. 100%. You're 60 years old. Yes! You don't know what's cool. And so I'm begging these people. I'm like, please just let me put this out. Finally, they let me put it out. It was my best performing song. Yes! Then, then the ball kind of got dropped because um, I was, I really liked the songs that I was making, but it kind of happened where by the time that I was ready the song would be ready, mixed, mastered, whatever. By the time that was done, 
nobody was like, it was too late. It wasn't cool mm-hmm. anymore. Like I was, cause, and also you have to understand, like I'm 16, I'm growing, my voice is changing, my voice is improving. By the time it's a year later, now you want to put out the song, it's too late. I have to go re-record it. Yeah, the trends in music are like done. Like, you know, trap pop could be popular one year and now we're moving into like this whole glitch core and all this where it's exactly. like, you know, if you put it, if it takes a year and a half to come out with a song, Oh, are, are, yeah. I, you're out of that situation, right? The management situation. Yes. Oh, what? my management team now is great. Yeah. Love them. But then I I put out a song with like this uh, these this little like DJ duo, and that song did great. Um, and then I put out Cake and Alone, which were my two recent singles, um, which I liked. But I feel like the thing is, I I write. I was actually um. I did poetry before I was even interested in music, Great. like my whole life. So writing comes naturally. Um, singing did not come naturally. I took a lot of yeah, paying for really expensive voice lessons. Sure, but it's a buildable skill, you know? And it is. honestly, when you have that professional training, like that will last you a lot longer than, you know, you can just do a couple riffs. Yeah. It's like having a strong voice is very important. Exactly. So hopefully, I mean, I've been writing a lot. Hopefully I'll get into a better situation where I can release music. Because <laughs> yeah. right now I can't. But uh, I think everything will the be legal back tea. on track hopefully yeah. this year. I try to help out. I'm sure you do too. Like young or, or um, emerging creators, especially on TikTok, when they DM me and they're like, you know, how do you, how does this work? Like, how do you make money doing this? I would love to do this as a career. I have a following and all this. And it's like, oh, my God, it's so important to help those those newer people because this is a scary place and creators have to stick together. So mm-hmm. it's really scary. Ugh. I mean, I I was so lucky that I had my parents right there with me because for sure I I was getting screwed left and right like. Uh, and people don't realize that when you, when you have an, a a million dollar deal as a Quote creator, unquote. oh, you're making like four hundred thousand because this person is get paid. And I mean, I know for me personally, for the longest time, I've had agent, label, management, music complicates um, it so much too. Business manager, lawyer, yo. Yep. Uh, there's just everyone gets a piece, and it's great because everyone, if everyone's doing their job, it's uh, mm-hmm. Everyone needs to. Everyone got to eat. Everyone on my sure. team got to eat. Sure, That's sure. Really, I think Drake said that. Maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe Drake said that at one point. But uh, yeah, it's it's hard because it's a, it's really difficult to navigate, especially in the beginning. I you have to be so aware and contracts. Oh, uh, contracts are listen. The number one way to kill creativity is to sign a contract. (laughs) Well, do you ever feel, I mean, surely overwhelmed all the time? (laughs) Every day when I wake up in the morning, I, I, I never woke up like this before social media, but I wake up in the morning like this. And I get straight out of bed and I take a bath and I clean myself and I put my hair in buns and I stick my ponytail extension and I run into my makeup room. I do my makeup and I'm like, good morning, angels. Like every day. <laughs> every day. It's a and brand. It because if I don't, if I don't answer, like if I don't post 
right away because I've built this relationship with my fans. They're like, where's Lauren? She wakes up at seven. It's eight. <gasps> and I'm like, Lauren. <laughs> Miss girl, no, that is okay. <gasps> there are such pros and cons. And it's also like having an app like TikTok elevate you to that point because you are so close to your fans, like on TikTok, it makes it so easy. Mm -hmm. So like, are you comfortable with that relationship? Because that's so you're, you know, talking about friends and all that girl, those are your friends to a certain extent, mm -hmm. but it's also like, that's so invasive. <laughs> it's yeah. like, there's no boundaries. It's hard because it's like, um, I mean, it is the way that I look at it is it, it can feel invasive and it can feel like a lot of pressure, but so is getting to work at nine to work a nine to five. Like yeah. it's what I have to do. And I would rather have a relationship with, with these kids who look up to me and who care about me and whatever. And entertain them and mm -hmm. whatever I would way rather do that than be working a job that I'm miserable at and you know it's just I'm so fortunate and I always mm -hmm. I always look at like my my parents I mean my dad is uh, a scientist and oh, work yeah but it always sounds like he's a scientist and everyone's like well, what does he do and I'm like I don't really know <laughs> He just goes to work and comes home and tells me about rats and monkeys. I don't know. Um, and he's good at it, too. Don't let anybody say he's not good. He's a smart man. And my mom, like, my mom works at Home Depot. <laughs> like, work. they're just chilling, living normal-ass lives. And I'm over here like, hey, I'm doing this brand deal. And my parents are like, yeah, yeah. that's good. I worked all year for that. <laughs> it's oh. like, I always have to look at it that way. Yeah. Um, just that, and my parents put me in this position. Um, I mean, my mom moved out here for, I don't think people realize, like, I was doing social media, but it's not like I came out here by myself. My dad lived alone. My parents are still together. My dad lived in that house by himself for, what, upwards of three years. Wow. Um, while my mom and I were out here up until I turned, right before I turned 18, my mom went back home. But wow. That was really difficult. It's like, you know, my dad's on the other side of the country. I saw him maybe four times in the span of like three years because he works. And that was That's a sacrifice insane. that my family made so that I could, you know, be out here and, and, and work. Yeah. And it paid off. Thank God. <laughs> but now, now I'm just out here to make my mom and dad proud and hopefully do something <laughs> i love that 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 is i mean how fortunate to have parents that are willing to just all pack oh, yeah. up and move across the country oh, what yeah. a supportive mom i'm interested to see you know kind of this new are you planning on branding into this new like i'm 18 lauren gray like a real adult or is it very much you know because i i also love that young innocence the femininity about you of it's so refreshing so do you are you planning a rebrand or is it just Lauren Gray um I think that I've always just been myself and I feel like that's what I want to continue to be if I woke up tomorrow and I started at OnlyFans and I was uh I mean obviously I post more adult content mature, than sure. I used to, more more mature content than I used to um but 
nothing shocking mm-hmm. I mean maybe one day but I don't know I'm also just like really insecure so so is everybody girl can so, we talk I mean, about that the people you follow who are showing everything they're the most insecure people you've ever met in your entire life it's true I <laughs> it takes me so long now to even take a video or a picture and I compare myself to everyone all the time and I'm the person that preaches like oh don't do that you're perfect the way you are oh, and then I'm, the and I'm sitting there says, like no, no, no. on my phone like oh she's so skinny me <laughs> you can't get sucked into that though but and it's that's so, so and to talk about it too because I talk about that all the time you know of just like yes we exist within internet culture but it's also like we succumb to internet culture as well like I compare myself to every single person that comes across my, you know, genderless. Gender doesn't matter. I'm comparing myself to other creators mm-hmm. and, you know, as successful as they are or how beautiful they are. And it's just like having that check mark doesn't exempt you from those feelings. So I, I feel like that's very, you know, relatable and endearing that even Lauren Gray, the beauty queen herself is like, you know, falling victim to that like inferiority thing. Yeah. That everyone has. I mean, I I have so there's so many things that I'm insecure about that it would take me so long to even I, all the way down to like a bump on my nose, like everything. But, but like also no, because you're beautiful. But it's the internet that makes you feel that way, you know? Yeah. Like, but I feel like it's important that that I, not important that I have those feelings, but I feel like if I didn't have those feelings, there'd be something wrong. It's, it's, it's like, you have to, you have to be a little insecure. Um, because I mean, otherwise I'd just be really conceited. Um, but it's also nice to have those feelings. My point with what I, where I was going with that (laughs) is that it makes it, it makes me more human and I Mm. can actually relate to the people that I'm creating for yeah uh and i'm not just like a robot who wakes up like this well if you woke up and you looked like that someone would be wrong with you yes you'd be sophia the robot i wake up in the morning i oh my god it takes so much work for me to look like this (laughs) (laughs) it takes so much work but yeah i mean i feel like just me having those insecurities and being able to express how i'm feeling and you know, share with other people that everyone feels a little insecure about. Everyone Absolutely. has things that they don't like about themselves and and it's okay. And it's okay to be a little different. I feel so cliche saying that, but it's true. It It is true. There's also this weird thing online of like being a quirky girl is like a, a point of, you know, it's something to be made fun of now, which I think mm-hmm. is funny sometimes of like the the dichotomy of like, I'm not like other girls, but then you are by saying that. Yeah. So I think, I don't know, it's it's weird. Oh my God. Love Olivia Rodrigo. Love the driver's Love license her. song. But girl, why did you have to mention the blondes? Oh, girl. I can't even breathe now without seeing on my For You page. We should just cancel all blondes. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Get rid of blondes. I promise I don't want your boyfriend. <laughs> it's very true though, of just like, you know, even existing, it's like, People just yeah. hate women. Misogyny it's, is It's still always so been strong. something. Yeah. There's always been something that people don't like about me. I just, yeah, I don't care But you anymore. know what? Bring it, bringing it back to TikTok. I have never felt more seen as a person 
than scrolling through my For You page of like, I see people who look like me and I see people who like have a similar background to me or are teaching me things that I've never learned about, that I've never even seen in my life. Mm -hmm. And I take it back to that of like, you know, it's not all negativity and bad stuff online because we've kind of oh, been no. ranting. We've but- been ranting, but it's great. <laughs> it is. There are such beautiful parts of, you know, being online and, and being a creator and seeing other people create and being inspired by other people. Dude, there are so many videos on childhood trauma that other people have gone through that mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, are we all living the same life? Because Literally. Because I've been like everyone is so open and honest. And that's one thing that, although it is getting a little difficult to navigate, and I feel like there's this toxicity on mm-hmm. the internet at the moment. Um, there's also, I think, the strongest sense of community that I've ever felt oh, online. I agree. I agree. Um, and I feel like that's because of TikTok. Everyone, everyone's become everyone's become so connected in the way of you know, sharing personal experiences and everyone just kind of feels like, oh, we're all kind of living the same life. We're all kind of going through the same things. And I feel like that's so special. There's a beauty Um, in transparency, you know, of like everyone is struggling. These are the worst years of our lives. (laughs) So trying to act like they're not is so damaging. You know, these like young people need to see that like life isn't rainbow and butterflies. And a lot of people want to grow up to be content creators. And it's like, do it you know if you've got the drive and the ambition and the creativity but it's also like god it sucks sometimes it sucks it's a job. sometimes but i feel like all jobs suck sometimes absolutely and you have to take the the bad with the good and it's it's a very rewarding i don't even want to call it a job because it doesn't feel like a job it's mm-hmm. it's more just my life it's very it's very consuming like my life is internet internet is life monkey monkey see banana monkey want banana (laughs) very very uh consuming it's all I think about but it's very rewarding because even though my personal life um suffers because of it sometimes I have the ability to impact um other people in a positive way. So I feel like that's something really special, especially now with every everyone just being so connected, being at home all the time and make yeah. people go, go a little crazy, posting some crazy things on the TikToks. My screen time is humiliating. Oh, me too. <laughs> it is 100%. humiliating. 100%. Before we wrap up, I want to ask you, who are your favorite, some of your favorite um, like niches on TikTok and who are some of your favorite TikTok creators? Oh my god. Okay. Like what sides of TikTok do you find yourself on? I so I get a lot of animal videos cuz sure. I'll start liking a couple. I get a lot of dark humor, a lot <laughs> sure. of politics. Yeah. Um a lot of like I I don't know, kind of the same content that I make, but uh my favorite right now is TikTok and she's the one that goes Hello, bestie. I'm afraid to ask you this. Hello, bestie. I'm afraid to ask you this. Have you seen her? Um, hold on. Is she? She has a funny username. Her name is TikTosh. She has this oh, sound, no, and it's it's like pretty big right now. Where she goes, "Hi, bestie. Hi, bestie. Hi, bestie." She does that in every video. She just repeats uh-uh. herself saying like one phrase about her bestie. Um, love it. But I love her. 
what else do I love? Um, I, okay, one person I think is really interesting um, and I think deserves way more credit is, I think his name is Gabe and I follow him, but he has no arms, he has no legs. Mm. And it's so interesting to see how even with no arms and no legs, which is something we take for granted every day, he does like full makeup looks. Oh, and I bet they serve. Full makeup, rainbow eyeshadow. Obsessed. And he, he, he like, he, he does stuff. And it's so impressive. And I'm like, wow, I take my limbs for granted. But mm. he's killing it. I love that kind of stuff. And um, it's so inspiring, too. I mean, I know that, like, we could talk about this for a long time, too, of, you know, the visibility of so many different groups of people on TikTok mm-hmm. is such a beautiful thing. And we take it for yeah. granted a lot of like 100%. There are so many. I mean, I've learned about Polynesian dances and things like that, where it's like as an American, I would never really truly be exposed to that. Right. And I have TikTok to thank for that of I'm learning so many beautiful things and and it's fantastic. And I look forward to it every day. Exactly. Sure you feel the same. I feel the same way. Lauren Gray, thank you so much for sitting down with me. This was so fun. Do you have anything? Do you have anything coming up that you'd like to promote, or what's next for you? Um, I have. Oh, I have a jewelry brand. Um, Work. I I founded it. It's called And Always, and we have another drop coming soon. So that's the really the only exciting thing that's happening right now. I think. Love it. Well, where can we find you? What do you What are your handles? Oh, okay. My TikTok is at Lauren Gray. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. This was a pleasure. You're such a delight to talk to. Thank you. Great. All right. Yay! Thank you so much. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of For You. Share the love and keep the conversation going online. Leave us a review. Follow us on TikTok at, at TikTok and at TikTok Creators. Don't forget to use the hashtag For You Podcast. And remember to subscribe so you're notified every time we drop a new episode. Catch new episodes every week exclusively on TikTok Live, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever y'all get your podcasts, I don't know. For You is a TikTok and Gallery Media Group original production.